What is up, my party people? If you're listening to the sound of my voice, then you already know what time it is. It is time for the Ask Your Cousin podcast with your favorite cousin. I know you're my favorite. You don't have to tell them. They don't got to know. It's between me and you. Lady Painted 90 on TikTok. Of course, also Lady Painted underscore MUA on the gram. Make sure you give yourselves a round of applause. How have y'all been doing? How y'all been feeling? How has everything been going in your world? Other than uh, probably chaotic and you're just like, what the fuck is going on with the planet? Because the weather is going back and forth. Anybody else? Okay. Now, here's the thing. I want you guys to hear this actual TikTok video real quick, okay? Because it's going to go into the segment of what we're going to discuss today. Because it it gets real. And I really want to know, some of my listeners, have you guys felt this or gone through this? And this young lady is reading a book that um, her name is Mare... M-A-R-E-Z, M-A-R-E-E-Z-E-Y-Y on TikTok. Make sure you check her out. This is where I got that video from. And I want you guys to give it a listen. thing that I wanted more than to move out of the house when I was growing up. And I'm reading this book, Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. Very, very good book so far. And I came across this passage. Lacking adequate parental support or connection, many emotionally deprived children are eager to leave childhood behind. They perceive that the best solution is to grow up quickly and become self-sufficient. These children become competent beyond their years, but lonely at their core. They often jump into adulthood prematurely, getting jobs as soon as they can, becoming sexually active, marrying early, or joining the service. It's as though they're saying, since I'm already taking care of myself, I might as well go ahead and get the benefits of growing up fast. They look forward to adulthood, believing it offers freedom and a chance to belong. Sadly, in their rush to leave home, they end up marrying the wrong person, tolerating exploitation, or staying with a job that takes more than it gives. They often settle for emotional loneliness in their relationships because it feels normal to them, like their early home life. We were trying to escape, but we had no choice of escaping from. And then when we had freedom, we didn't know what to do with it. So we recreated what we were trying to escape. Crazy. Crazy as fucking shit. Because when I tell you yesterday, um, I played hooky yesterday. I wasn't feeling really well. And um, that video, I had really barely any voice yesterday or anything like that at all. And I'm scrolling and that video comes up on my timeline. Um, this probably was actually the day before yesterday because I really didn't talk much at all. And I was like, did this bitch just read me before I had coffee? Good God. But no, seriously, can we talk about it? I know that we talk about a lot of things on this podcast. And one of those things, of course, is sometimes the emotional traumas that we have been through in our life growing up in adolescence, young adult life, and then even some of the traumas that we deal with as adults that have happened to us from things that we have dealt with in our past. And hearing that out of that excerpt, which I really need to get that book because that book sounds like it summarizes so many things that you probably didn't even think about or probably didn't even make sense at the time that you were going through them. And then now hearing that one passage literally summed up everything I went through in my early 20s. Dead ass. And it feels, in a weird way, when I heard her read that, I instantly felt validated. 
You know how when you go through something in life and you try to tell people some of the things you went through and some, some people will look at you and they'll be like, damn, I had no idea. Then some people will be looking at you like, okay, and? And it's like, it makes you feel invalidated for the things that you went through, the problems that you endured that didn't even have to be problems. Can we, can we really just take it there? Some situations and hear me and hear me well, let me get really close, get real intimate with this mic with you. Some of the obstacles you had to overcome were not your fault. I know the room just got real heavy, right? I want you to understand something right now as you're hearing this. Some of the things that you went through in your life and some of the things you had to endure because of your childhood and the things that you experienced, they are not your fault. You heard that before we get too far into into the show and you realize as we talk about more things. So here's here's the synopsis of it for my story, my background, right? My mom was a parent um, that did not have emotional, you know, basically maturity when it came to giving that to her own kids, but she was able to do those things for kids that were not hers. Hence why she was an educator. She was an amazing educator. She retired back in 2020. She's, you know, currently at home now, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, doing whatever, whatever, whatever. And it took me, whew, it took me a lot of years in order to get to a space to accept my mother for exactly everything that she is and everything that she isn't. Think about what I just said. When you get to a space with a person, now here's what I'm saying. I am not telling you that if you are going no contact with certain family members, don't listen to this episode and be like, you know what? I can make it work with them. No, there are some people that no matter what you say to them, no matter how you say it, you can write it down on paper. It's not going to change the fact of their character. Some people never achieve character development. I need you to understand that. Okay. Some people never get to that principle in life where they think about other people's feelings and how they can be disregarding their feelings and how they can be invalidating their feelings. And when I tell you, when I heard that passage, I felt like my twenties got validated. And even though I had to already do that for myself, but the fact to know that there was something, what's the word I'm looking for? There was something bigger than me afoot, <laughs> as they would say. Um, that's because a lot of times, when you're in a situation like that, when you are trying to navigate your own emotions and you have a parent that's throwing their emotional tantrums onto you, and yes, you have parents that are parents that because of the fact that you're their child, they expect you to coddle them in times in your life when you were the one that needed the coddling. I know I probably just hit home for a lot of people right now because a lot of people that lacked emotionally stable parents you were probably the parent to your parents in some situations, right or wrong. You can go ahead and tell the truth. It's between me and you on this show right now. I'm your cousin and that's why I'm your favorite because I keep it real. And that's one thing that I am still doing to this day to an extent, but I have learned to create my boundaries when it comes to my family members. And at the end of the day, I don't have a lot of family. I'm not going to act like I have like loads of family. I really don't. I didn't grow up with, you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, that whole experience. And that's the reason why I call my people that I, that follow me, I call you guys my cousins because it's a term of endearment. It's, it's, it's a way of love for me because I look at you all as family. 
And the thing about that is family sometimes will be the ones that hurt you quicker than the world will. And that's because your family is the ones that are supposed to build you, nurture you and protect you to get you prepared for the world outside. But a lot of times they're teaching you the things that you don't even, you're not even ready to mentally grasp. You know, like you're still trying to figure out your own emotions as a teenager and you're having to coddle a grown ass adult that has not worked through some of their own issues. And really when I heard that, that's why I wanted to share that with you guys, because that was an enlightenment situation. And it really told me that a lot of the mistakes that I made because, oh, child, we're not going to even talk about it. Well, yeah, we are, because it's the show. I mean, you know, I was talking about, you know, I ain't got no shame in my game. And, you know, somebody asked me one time, they 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 told me that they listened to my podcast and, and they told me how transparent I was and how they enjoyed that. And they were like, how are you so open about telling so many intimate parts of your life and so many stories? I'm like, because I lived it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not ashamed of anything that I've gone through in my life. Now, do I jokingly act shame? Like, oh, Lord, of course I do. But at the end of the day, I did it, I lived it, and I survived it. So why not? It's almost like a it's like a war story. I don't know. Because, I mean, hell, some of the people I dated, that was a battle <laughs> in itself. If I'm bit, can I be honest? You know what I'm talking about? And it was just in the, in the entirety of it. Can't nobody make me feel ashamed about something I know I did. Ain't nobody. First and foremost, in entirety, you're not going to embarrass me about me. Nobody knows me like I know me. So you can't make me feel bad about myself, about things that I know are evident. And that's how the mindset needs to be. Don't ever make somebody let you feel bad about stuff or decisions that you made. You know you made a mistake, but that's it. That's that's it. The mistake was not the final moment in your life. It was just a stepping stone in your life. And what I can't stand, can we talk about those people? Those people that always want to remind you every time that you didn't did some stupid shit in your life and you got to be the butt of every joke at every get together or every situation. Those are the friends that I, I can't really fuck with them because at the end of the day, if it's not a back and forth, like you tell a story about you, I tell a story about you and we, we go on like that in that realm of it then I don't want to do it because then a friend like that is really the friend that's trying to embarrass you and really put your business out there on front street. And some of y'all are just like that bitch Gina. And I, <laughs> cause I know you instantly thought of somebody that does that dumb ass shit that you've known for years that will literally y'all are out somewhere, you know, kicking, laughing, having a good time. And that motherfucker wants to bring up some shit that you did in college that nobody else remembers other than y'all two. Because it was the dumbest shit you could have done. It could have been fucking a guy that you had no business doing. Or even ended up with that girl that you had no business being with. But they gonna find a way to make it relate to whatever story that we all talking about at the moment. And I, that that is the motherfuckers I can't stand. Because at the end of the day, tell your shit. Don't tell mine, okay? My business is off limits. But no, back on to the video that I just played for you guys in the beginning of the show here. That video, and honestly, I think that book, a lot of us probably need to check that book out because it would validate a lot of things that I know have been left unturned and unstated. And here's the thing, and I want you to hear me on this one for real, for real, because I've had to explain this to a lot of people. You will never get the apology that you are warranted from some of the people that hurt you. And what I want you to understand is, let me take a sip of coffee on that one, because I think some of y'all heard that and it hit a little different. The point of what I'm saying is, 
there are probably people in your life right now that have done the utmost utter bullshit in your life. And you are definitely warranted an apology from those people. But the problem is because of the type of person that they may be, because of their egos, because of, you know, sometimes just blatant narcissism in some situations, you will never get the apology that you were owed. And what I mean by that is you'll never get the closure that you think that you're supposed to get. Closure is not getting it from the individual. Closure is accepting for what already took place in yourself. That I know I just gave you a filibuster right there. Let me say that again. Closure is not about receiving it from the individual that hurt you. It's about receiving that within yourself. You will find closure once you accept what's been done, accept what you cannot change, and now move forward with what you know. There is power in knowledge, even if it's fucked up knowledge. Like what I mean by that is when a person does you dirty, it's fucked up. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. It is hella fucked up. But then you know that this is how this person moves. This is how this person chooses to treat you. This is how this person is going to be with you. And then now you know how you can move accordingly. And that to me is power because that means I can literally choose not to fuck with you at all. Fuck with you a little because there might be something type of beneficial, you know, factor in, especially like if it's work related. In some situations, work related, you just got to deal with a person because either you don't want to leave your job or, you know what I'm saying? Like some situations are just inevitable that you have to deal with. But you now know what capacity that you can deal with that person based on how they chose to handle you or deal with you. And that's, I use that as knowledge. And I feel like I say again, knowledge to me is definitely power. And I, I, I rejoice in that because now I know something I didn't know. It's like when you, you think you know a person until you really, really know a person. And that's what changes everything. That's just like, I'm gonna give y'all this, uh, this little story. Y'all know I always got a story for, for these because you guys are not sending your stories. Yes, I'm hurt. Yes, I'm offended. I'm not really offended, but no, I get it, you know. Just a little segment part of this here. If you guys want to have your questions where you ask your cousin, I am definitely all ears. And if you have any stories, you know, I'm all ears all day long. Go ahead and send those things in and ask your cousin at gmail.com. Cousin is spelled C-U-Z-Z-I-N, just like the podcast, of course. And I would love to hear from you guys. You know what I'm saying? This is not just a one-sided thing where you listen to me and we don't talk about what you got going on too. But let's hop into the story, shall we? Let's see. Me and this young man, I know it's always that surrendered about a guy. I was really young and dumb and full of cum. And I'm just going to segue this after I realized I was utilizing sex as a way to feel loved. And that's because of the fact that I lacked emotional understanding in a way that I needed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to think that if I gave them my body, that would make me more valuable to them or that would make me more loved. And I had to learn that that's not where my value lied. Even though somebody, you know, guys at that time in my life tried to make that my value, that's not my value. You are more than your body. You are so much more than your body. That can be an attribute to you, but it doesn't define you as a whole. Anyway, all right, let me get off my, you know, Ayana Van Zandt. Shout out to her, by the way. Amazing woman. But let me take a sip of coffee for this story. Mm-hmm. Now, this person is going to probably be a reprising character story for, you know, episodes to come. Um, But I think I've told y'all about, uh, we're going to call him Mr. B. And 
Mr. B and I, as I told you guys before on a previous episode, we'll just call this a continuation from the last episode. This is the same young man that I went back and forth with for like three years and we knew I was never his girlfriend, right? All right. Well, here's the thing. So I finally cut ties. Y'all are going to be like, bitch, what? Yes. Even after that story that you guys heard from the last episode, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go play, play the last episode and you'll understand. And then you can come back and finish off with this episode. Okay. So me and Mr. B, even after all that happened, I still tried to stay his friend and we still continue to like have some type of weird dynamic between each other. You know what I'm saying? Like that good old faithful pair of shoes. Everybody has had an old faithful, you know what I'm saying? Somebody that you know, they can blow your back out and do it the right way. Does that make sense? When you finally stop looking for them for love and you just utilize it for what it is. Can I be real? Like, I mean, it's going to keep it above. Once I realized that I was never going to be that girl for him, you know what I'm saying? Like never be that person. And I realized where my place was. I was able to move on with my life in a different capacity. But here was the thing. Deep down inside, a person that you've once cared for deeply, you'll always have some type of care for them, right? And I'm not going to say he didn't care for me. It just wasn't in a way that was healthy for me. And I cared for him from a healthy place. All right. So let me, let me paint the scene for y'all. Okay. So this is probably, this had to be around the time of the pandemic probably. And I'm thinking this had to be either 2020 or maybe like 2021, one of those two things. So, okay. Let me tell y'all what happened. Right. So at the time, my guy brother, he used to have little small get togethers at the house. Cause you know, it's the pandemic. You can't go anywhere. You can't really do shit. So we would have small, I know we would, you know, out here, breaking laws, but not really. We wouldn't have a lot of people at the house. We would probably have like maybe like 10 people, maybe at the max, um, if that, you know what I'm saying? And so we would have these small get togethers. We'd have drinks, food. I was always, you know, normally the one cooking and stuff like that. And so B got invited to one of these particular ones. And then another friend of mine, um, she got invited to one of these particular things. And so me and B were not together. Keep in mind, this was, like I say again, the time that me and B first met, this was way back in like 2011. We stayed friends all these years, blase, blase, you know, the whole deal, right? Okay. But the, here's the thing. B would still have some type of physical attraction to me because of course, like I say, I'm his old faithful. He's my old faithful. It's always going to be some type of physicality still there between us, right? At that time in life. Now it's gone for me because like I say, I've moved on from that. But anyway, so this particular party, we all decided to do the the grown and sexy kind of party. So it was like a lingerie party, right? Right, right, right. So anyway, I did say lingerie. I did. I know what I said. But anyway, so the night is starting to wind down. People are having a good time. People are getting a little buzzed. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's, you know, admiring everybody's lingerie, having a good time and all that jazz, right? And so my particular friend, she was like one of the last people to show. She is fine as hell. I'm not going to deny it. She is fine, honey. Fine, fine. Like fine, fine on top of fine, okay? I'm talking about built like an hourglass, beautiful hair, full lips, the whole nine yards. Um, you know, and, and that's because I, all of my friends are gorgeous, you know what I'm saying? And that's just me being real, not because they're just my friends. All of my friends are gorgeous. And I mean that wholeheartedly. Secure. And anytime a friend is around me, I have to minimize how beautiful they are or talk down about them. That's not that I'm not that type of friend because bitch, I know I look good. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about it. But no. Okay. So she comes. 
she comes in, she uh, changes out. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it was a lingerie party. So everybody had the thing going on. And of course the guys are looking, you know, and everything. It wasn't really a lot of guys left to be honest. It was like maybe three at the max. And one of them is like, you know, at this point, he's just like, I'm ready to go home. And that was like one of my close friends at the time. And me and him both were like, yeah, I'm pretty much ready to go. And so B is still there. My brother's still there. My brother's pretty much passed out drunk. Because, I mean, he was loaded. Okay. So, let me paint the scene, right? So, we're playing We're playing this game. It's almost like truth or dare. And so, next thing you know, B got dared to kiss another one of my friends. And I was, I'm not tripping because, again, we are not together. I was conversing with another guy at the time anyway, which that was a crock of shit. But that's neither here nor there. That's another story for another time. But here's the thing. I knew that B had an attraction to my, my friend. Not the one that he ended up kissing, but the one that... They ended up doing the deed, right? I knew that. She's a beautiful woman. So I already knew that. I had no issue with that. And so here's the thing that people are going to hear the story and they're going to be like, well, if you didn't have no issue, then why are you upset? Or why did you get upset and decide to like, you know, cut away from the friendship? Here's the reason why. Okay, watch this. So she gets a little tipsy. He gets a little tipsy, right? Everybody at this point had been drinking. I'm the only person, me and my 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 friend at the time, um, and we were not really just like heavy, heavy drinkers. I'm a wine person, so it takes me a lot longer to get drunk off of wine. So anyway, we get ready to leave, right? So here's the part that got me. I have a key at that time to my brother's house, right? I have a key to his house. So I knew I could lock the door, but this is what pissed me off. So it's still one of my friends, two, two of my friends are still there. Everybody else has left. Two of my friends are still there and B is still there, right? And so, and my brother, of course, is his house. So he's still there. So next thing you know, I'm getting ready to tell, I'm telling my friend mine. I was like, hey, let's go ahead and head out. I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. He was like, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Cause you know, we got to drive. My brother lives kind of far out, right? And so next thing you know, B was like, oh, let me walk y'all out. I said, you don't have to do that. I'm like, I have a key. I'm good. And so his energy kind of kept trying to, push us towards the door. And I'm thinking to myself like this motherfucker is trying to make sure that we're gone when we say we're gone. So that way he can entertain himself however he needs to. At the end of the day, dude, do your shit. Just don't be a snake about it. You know what I'm saying? Like don't be an ass about whatever it is that you're planning on doing. Don't try to make something more than what it is when we already know what it is. Me and my homeboy at the time knew what was going to happen. And I'm just like, we already know they're going to fuck. Like I, I don't care. And, but my thing is just don't be shady about it. You know what I'm saying? Like if me and you have had, you know, our, our run-ins, our rendezvous, cause even up to that point, we were, we had had our rendezvous, you know what I'm saying? And so my whole thing is you don't belong to me. I don't belong to you. We're not a relationship. Just don't fucking lie about it. Shout out to Sunshine Anderson. You don't have to lie to kick it. That's a whole song, by the way. Check it out if you don't believe me. But here's the thing. So next thing you know, he keeps trying to usher us out the door. First of all, bitch, this is my brother's house. You're a visitor. I'm not. That's how I felt in my mind. I'm like, you need to back the fuck up because I'm going to leave when I'm ready. And I'm trying to get all my stuff together. I'm trying to clean up because clearly y'all Negroes are not going to help him clean up. So I'm going to try to help my brother as much as I can. This was what was going through my mind. So next thing you know, I leave out. He was like, oh, you don't worry about locking it. I got it. And I'm just like to myself, I'm like, you are such an ass because I'm like, you're doing all this and you don't have to. Right. So then next thing, you know, 
I think a couple of days go by after the party, we're all still talking about it and everything else. You know, like, oh, we had a good time. It was funny and fun. And then, of course, the dun-dun-dun question of conversation comes up, like, so what happened? So, of course, at this time, B was not in my inter, you know, friend circle. He was a friend that was in an inner part of my circle, but in a separate tangent. Does that make sense? Like, you know how you have certain friends that are in certain spots of your life and they hold a different segment compared to other friends because you may have known this person longer? Yeah. So, anyway... What ended up happening next is, you know, later on down the line, me and mine and my brother were talking about it. My brother was like, I think some people were still at my house when I was drunk. And I said, hell yeah, they were. I said, I'm pretty sure they either fucked or whatever. He's like, what? And so it was me, my brother, and my friend mine at the time we were talking about it. And we were like, it was just the three of us at the time talking. And I was like, yeah, they were here and they probably did X, Y, Z or whatever, whatever, hoop to hoop. And so next thing, you know, he was like, oh, shit. He's like, I got to stop drinking. I miss everything. <laughs> I was like, that is that is not the point of the story that I'm retelling you everything. And he was just like, still. And I'm like, okay. So anyway, next thing, you know, I think the next day or whatever, um, B calls me, checks on me and, you know, stuff like that. Because like I say again, we still had a, you know, a cordialness with each other. We would try to tell each other everything, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, he tried to tell me that, oh, he was like, oh, nothing happened and da 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 to this. And I'm in my mind, I'm like, dude, is this dude really lying to me about something that he doesn't have to lie about? Like, it's not that. And that's when I knew when he said those things, I was just like, I don't know if I can still be in this space with him. Like, I, I just in that moment, I was like, I don't know if I can still be his friend. Because it's like you're lying about something you don't have to lie about. And so then what was really the nail in the coffin, right? Nail in the coffin. So time goes on. And over time, the people that I was friends with, we all fall apart, right? The whole group kind of just disbanded. No longer friends, whatever. Okay, cool. That's fine. Everybody's living their life, doing their own thing. That's fine. Totally fine. So then now we're in 2021. So me... My baby mom, of course, one of my closest best friends, and my other homegirl that I that was at the party that night with B, we're all sitting down at one of our favorite places of choice, Applebee's. You know, get a little classy sometimes with us. But anyway, we're sitting at Applebee's at the bar where we used to go there all the time, like on a Thursday, Friday night. And that was like our time to kind of like unwind, talk, you know, tell tales and joke around, right? So she's she's talking to me, and I'm sitting in the I'm sitting in the middle of these two ladies. And she's telling me, she was like, man, the last time we had all the get, get, get together, had everybody together, she was like, I got a little tipsy. I said, yeah, everybody did. And um, my baby mama, she didn't, she wasn't at this function, this particular function. And so next thing you know, she's just like, girl, I'm just glad that I got birth control. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she was just like, well, your boy shot the club up. And I'm just like, oh, really? You don't say. I was like, that's hilarious. I was like, she, he told me nothing happened between you guys. She was like, wait, are you old? She's like, do y'all have history? I said, yeah, we got history. But I was like, I'm not tripping. You're my friend. He, you know, he was my friend. And she was like, wait, are y'all not cool anymore? Because I said, no, it's not because of anything y'all did. It's because of how he chose to go about it. And so then keep in mind, now here's the part as a woman that you're, 
on the surface, you're calm and cool, collected. It wasn't, and here's the part that people are going to think, well, if you say that you don't care, why did that part matter? This is why I'm going to explain this to you, right? Watch this. Now, this is a man that I had strong feelings for, for years, right? I had tried every which way to be more than just somebody that was just, you know, an intimate moment with him. You know what I'm saying? From time to time. Like I tried to be more than that. And we would be intimate with each other. Like we gotten even down to the point where we weren't even using, you know, condoms anymore, which was kind of dumb on my part because like I say again, I had given him a level of trust that he honestly hadn't even rightfully earned. And so to find out that a man that would you would be intimate with. I'm just going to get real personal right now because this is the podcast. This is what we do. This man would get up off of me when it came time to that point. But you took a woman that you barely know and you had no problem releasing yourself inside of her where you could have had the possibility of having a kid could have came out of this, whatever the case might be. So think about where my brain is going right now, right? And now you're like, oh shit. Exactly, because it's a different understanding when it's something at that measure. And this is what I'm saying. Let me let me break it down even further. A man that has t- has professed that he he loves you, that one day y'all could get married, this man is getting off of you like you a $2 hook and he gonna leave the money on the dresser. But a young lady that he has barely known, like not even a good year, he did all that with her and even released himself inside of her like it was nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like that was, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's different. If she would have stopped and just said at the sex and then didn't tell me that part, I probably could have, I probably, knowing me, I probably still would have tried to be his friend because I'm a type of person where I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, even though they've shown me time and time again that they are, they, come on, just don't even do it. So when he had did that and when she said that and he lied about it, this is the next part that makes it worse. She's telling me the details because she didn't even know me and him had a history. Nobody really knew that me and him had a history that didn't know us prior to the group. You know what I'm saying? Like the different, you know, different outsides of groups. Because, you know, different people know different people for different things. And so literally when she said that, she was like, oh my God, Ariel. She was like, I'm so sorry. I said, why are you apologizing? I said, I'm fine. I said, I'm, that's, I was like, girl, I'm perfectly fine. I said, you have not done anything wrong. As long as you enjoyed yourself that night, I don't give a shit. I'm good. And there was no reason here. Ladies, this is what makes no sense to me. Why are y'all getting mad at the woman when that woman has no ties to you in that correlation? The person that you laid with was the dude. Put all that energy into the dude. And at the end of the day, at the place I was at in my life, this man has not only embarrassed me once, but more than once. When I tell you that there were so many different occasions where he's done shit when I was embarrassed as hell. And at at that point, that was the nail in the coffin. The coffin was able to be shut all the way and lowered into the goddamn ground. And in my mind, mentally, that's what happened. When when she told me that, that, because, you know, again, we're friends, so we talk about things. When she told me that intimate moment that took place with them, in that point, I knew for myself, I was like, you thought you knew where you stand, now you know where you stand. And that was almost like a significance of telling myself that I wasn't good enough to do that with, but she was good enough because of based on how she looked and everything else. That she And also keep in mind, she was brighter than me. 
And so at the end of the day, she, you know, she's well shaped up. You know, I'm a beautiful woman. I'm not going to negate that. But at the end of the day, you as a woman, you know how sometimes guys think, you know how they do a lot of times, especially for black women. It's a little bit colorism is a lot harder to deal with for us because at the end of the day, it's a reality that you have to accept that a lot of times they look at women that are light skinned with long, curly, pretty hair, and they look at them as exotic and they look at them in a different capacity, even though those women don't even want to be revered like that. They just want to be looked at as a human being, right? And so for me to know that a man that I had shared a lot of intimate moments, he had seen me in some of my darkest hours. And the fact that I shared my body and my mind and my my whole everything in a capacity that where this man was telling me that one day we could probably have kids, we can get married, all these different things, right? And of course, I stopped believing that shit a long time ago. But it really dawned on me when this man, literally a woman that he probably had no I don't know, had no intention on really building a life with, I have no idea that you could, you don't have nowhere near as much history with her as you do me. Cause keep in mind, we met in 2011. This party took place in 2020. That was nine years, nine years that I have known you. I have seen different aspects of your life. I've been a part of different aspects of your life. I've given, I had given him money when things got hard on him, like just different things in general. You know what I'm saying? Like whenever he needed a friend, I was there. And I was, I was at one point, I thought I was his lover and his friend and everything in, in between. And the fact of the matter is that a man that could tell you all these things about how such an amazing person you are could jump off of you when y'all are intimate. Like I say again, like you're a $2 hook and he gonna leave the money on the dresser. And then a woman that he's barely had that much interaction with probably like a year or less that he could do that such an intimate thing with her and not do that with you. It hits different. It hits you in the stomach. Like it's just like pow and it hits differently. And so in that moment, everything that I had ever known from him, it all became a lie. Instantly, it all became a lie. It literally was all a facade for me. I was like the whole existence of our friendship was an, a full on just lie for me. And in that moment, I was just like, you know what? I could never you can't come back from that. You just can't. You cannot come back from that. And that's just exactly what it is. And you leave it there, right? And that moment, I feel like I got my freedom. Like it was almost like he was the last piece of the puzzle of people that I needed to, either people that needed to separate themselves from me or I needed to separate myself from them. And when I told my best friend, uh, my other best friend of 20 something years, when this happened, she looked at me and she knew exactly what I felt. And she understood, like, I didn't need to be validated, but when a person understands where you're coming from, it feels so rewarding. It does. Because a lot of times people will try to make you feel like you're crazy for something that means something differently for you than what it means for them. And people fail to realize just because something means differently for you doesn't mean that it doesn't affect me differently. And when I told her that, she literally looked at me. She was like, Ariel, I'm so sorry. And I cried a little bit because in that moment, I knew I had to say goodbye to a part of me that somewhere deep down inside. And I think even then somewhere deep down inside, I think a part of me still thought that there, that one day we would get our shit together and we would be like, you know what? We make sense. Let's just make it work. And I think when that happened, it really opened my eyes and made me understand where I stood with that person. And I didn't, and you know, here's the thing. And people, you know, she asked me, she's like, are you going to tell them that, you know, are you going to say anything? I said, no, 
I'm not. I said, you know, just like he played that situation down. And that's what made me also mad because this person was also my friend. Like the young lady, she, me and her are still friends to this day, right? Like, fuck the dude. Like, just stay friends with the girl, you know? And what made me mad is that not only did you play me down, you played her down. So you fucked over two women. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you basically disregarded both of us without even realizing it. And I, I hella doubt that he listens to my podcast. If he does, hey, dude, you know this is you. At the end of the day, take it, own it, and let it be for what it is. And hopefully you learn from it. Um, because I believe he still may keep in contact with my homegirl. I don't know. Cause she doesn't know the full extent. And, um, and, re- and here's the reason why she doesn't know the full extent. Why am I going to put you into something that you accidentally got put into? That was not your fault. And at the end of the day, she didn't do anything wrong. She's just as much of a victim in the situation as I am, because I'm pretty sure he has not told her the full capacity of what me and him once were at one point. And, the reason why I would just like stop discussing him because what was so funny is later on down the line, my friend had a, a show, an amazing show, by the way, it was an art show and he ended up being there and I didn't say anything to him. I just saw him and I was just like, wow. I was like, I see him. Like, you know how, when you finally learn about a person and you take the beer goggles off and it's like, you really see them. And it's like, you look to yourself and you're like, damn, I was blinded by this this whole time. It's like, now I really see you and I don't see anything that I used to see anymore. Like all the, you know, the revere and all the, you know, the glamour and all the glitz and everything. Now you just see that motherfucker for a regular ass person. There's no, you know, magic. There's no nothing like all that shit. When I saw him that day, it was just gone. And there was no hatred in my heart. There was no anger in my heart. I was just like, yeah, that was a part of my life. And now it's in the past. And that's all I could feel because I was with, somebody I love and I'm in a happy and loving and committed relationship with somebody that makes me feel loved and I feel committed to this person. They feel committed to me. And it's so beautiful when you've gone through time and time again, even from home life all the way to your adult life. And you finally have somebody that sees how magical you are. Like it's one thing to see it for yourself. And I want people to tell, I I want people to understand this. I already knew my worth before my boyfriend came into the picture. He was able to come into the picture because I knew my worth. Think about what I just said. The reason why you may not have met the person that you're supposed to be with because you don't know your value. And it's really straining on a person when they're having to pour into you for you to understand how amazing you are because you don't see it. That is draining as hell to continually having to reassure a person that is not already assured. And so a lot of the things that we go through in life is because it's giving us the knowledge that we need in order to be the person that we're supposed to be. And I really realize now that I had to let go of some people or some people had to let go of me in order for me to become the person that I was always meant to be, to be able to have this moment, to be able to be transparent and just just so open and honest on a podcast, no less, and just really share my stories and my life and just being so open. It's, it's a raw thing. Never, ever possibly hear this story. Um, some people may never play this back and be like, damn, that's some real shit. But at the end of the day, I know what happened. They know what happened. Who I am now as a person is only meant for me to understand I don't need anybody else's permission to like me. I don't need anybody else's permission to validate myself. I validated myself when I woke up. 
And that's the message that I needed you to understand and hear that because of the fact when I first started the segment, you remember um, that I played that little the little you know video for you guys. And I need you to understand that at the end of the day, there are a lot of things that you may have been deprived of, but you have every tool at your resource now. And that's because you are free to be whoever you want to be. You're free to do whatever you want to do. And you're free to explore whatever options are available to you. At the end of the day, there are going to be people that are going to go in and out your life. And when you realize that they're not worth staying, that it's more important to go and to build a life that actually means something. And when I tell you that my life is so much more meaningful now, that I'm in a better headspace myself, I see myself differently I see the people within my circle differently because those are the people that are still there after all the bullshit, after all the dust has settled. You probably have people right now that have been riding on your side the whole time. And because you were in such a dark place, you just couldn't see it. Had to take a sip of coffee for that one. Because even then for me, when I was going through battles of depression and feeling like I had to endure everything on my own, I had people the whole time. I had people rooting for me the whole time and I had no idea because that's what depression does. It destroys. And I really honestly feel like that's why it starts with a D it destroys. And more than anything else, I tell these stories, not to put nobody on blast, even though we did, but that's not the point. That's not the point. No, it's not. I really don't feel like I did, but I mean, Hey, you know, shit happens, but no, not to really just put people on blast or tell my business or whatever. Here's the thing. When people be like, Oh, you just putting your business out there. I don't give a shit. It's my life. I lived it. I experienced it. It's my story to tell. And what I'm saying is you also have a story to tell. You may not have to do it in this capacity or this form, but tell your story through your success. Let those bitches eat cake. And what I mean by that is do not let some of the darkest moments in your life be a reason to not keep going. And that is the reason why I played that first part of that video to play that video for you guys, because I want you to understand that some of the things that you have had to go through, some of the things that you've had to endure, they started from the root of that in order to get rid of, you know, you know, roots in your, not necessarily roots, but you know, dead stuff in your life. You got to pull it out. You got to pull it out the root. And so when you know where some of the stuff started from, you can actually take that part and work with it and build from it. And that's realistically what that situation did for me. This situation would be in the ongoing onslaughts of stories that I could probably tell because like I say, I made that conscious decision to continue to have that person a part of my life, even though they did not add any value to it. If I'm just going to be honest, there was times that he was there for me and, you know, it was great. But when you make a person feel so just, what's the word I'm looking for? When you make a person feel like an afterthought, everything that you've done before that doesn't feel like anything anymore. It feels like a facade. Like it feels like it's all a lie. And when that moment happened for me with her and having that understanding of what took place, that's what it felt like. It felt like everything he had done for me felt like a lie because he lied to begin with when he didn't have to. And that's the real reality of it with people. A lot of times people say, well, they wouldn't lie if they didn't care about you. If you cared about me to begin with, you would realize you would never have to lie to me. And that is the importance of it all. Sometimes we lie to ourselves and that's the real reality of it. I could blame him all day. 
I lied to myself as well. I'm also just as much to blame as he is. And I lied to myself and instead of accepting everything for exactly what it is. And that's what I mean by accept it for what it is, accept it for what it's not. And that's how you move forward. That is moving on. That is closure. And that is what it means to move forward in a lot of things in your life, especially your childhood. Accepting what you could not control, accepting what did not change, and accepting what you can do with your life now. With this episode coming to a close, of course, you know, again, I want to make sure you guys send in your stories, your questions. Shout out again to all, uh, shout out again to that lovely young lady that gave us that beautiful video in order for us to basically dissect and talk about it and really give you guys a, a good juicy story for today's podcast. Um, if you guys want to go out there and check her out, um, I'm going to pull it back up for you guys again. Her name is M-A-R-E-E-Z-E-Y-Y on TikTok. You can go check her out and find that video. It was very enlightening. Um, I'm going to try to find out that book and uh, definitely try to share it somewhere on Instagram. If you're checking me out, it's ladypainted underscore M-U-A. And I'll try to find it, probably try to find somewhere to put it also on TikTok as well. So it's ladypainted90 there. But I want to let you guys know that you are loved, you're appreciated. And in case nobody else told you, you are a fucking rock star. Okay. Make your own music and jam out to it. So with that being said, I hope you have wonderful days, wonderful nights, and plenty of dreams that are actually acceptable. (laughs) So until next time, you guys, This is your favorite cousin. You know I'm your favorite. You already know. Signing out. But again, you guys, make sure you make sure you send in your questions and your stories to the askyourcousin at gmail.com email. Again, it's askyourcousin, C-U-Z-Z-I-N at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you. Till next time. Bye.